What's up, folks? It's the Heath Bar, back by popular demand, or back just because I was able to finally record again. I've had uh, quite a lot of things going on in my life lately. Uh, all great things, good things, awesome things. Um, but it has taken a lot of time to uh, get all of these things accomplished. Um, and they're personal, so I don't need to get into, into them here. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you were worried that this, uh, this podcast was over, uh, fret not. Uh, it's, it's going on again, and it's going to keep going. There's some awesome people that I continue to meet and still want to get on this show that uh, we have been trying to get our schedules figured out, and it's going to happen. So the Heath Bar, folks, it's where it's at. Chat's on tap. Anyway, uh, let's see. Let's get some announcements for you. What do I got going on? Um, later this month, let me give you this one. Um, about the last weekend in October, so that would be the 25th and 26th, not this weekend, but the following, I will be at Flanagan's Irish Pub Friday and Saturday night, singing some tunes for you. Um, you guys have heard me talk about it, but I uh, bartended there for years. Uh, that's kind of where I uh, had my first uh, real gig, I would call it. So it'll be good to get back there. So if you guys are around and want to come uh, hang out, 9 o'clock to midnight, Friday and Saturday night, October 25th and 26th, you'll see me there. Uh, if you haven't yet, you can check out the website, heathbaronline.com. I keep all of the past episodes up there for you all to check out and listen. I got a, a little blog I try to write about whenever I can. Um, anything that comes into my mind. Um, certain things I, I find interesting and things that I get going. But I keep it all up there in one place. Uh, places where I'll be playing, where, where you can find me at. Um, all there at the Heath Bar Online or just uh, heathbaronline.com. Uh, you can find it all out there, so go check it out and tell your friends about it. It's a it's a cool it's a cool website I put together. I, I think anyway, and I enjoy doing it, and I enjoy enjoy it when people check it out. So there you go. Also, if you are of the social media type, which I am quickly uh, not becoming a fan of, just because of the amount of time it consumes, but uh, it's an easy way to get the word out. So I get it, and it's kind of one of those monsters we have to deal with and live with um, anyway you can find me on facebook and instagram uh, at heath bar online uh, mostly on instagram lately these days um, the facebook stuff is just uh, uh, i just kind of don't spend a lot of time on it anymore so if you want to find out what's going on um, i would recommend going to instagram at heath bar online giving it a follow um, staying in touch uh, or you can keep me keep up keep up with me rather on Twitter as well uh, at Heath Johnson. Uh, it's kind of cool. I caught my name, my actual name, as a handle on Twitter, which doesn't happen that often to a lot of people. So I was excited about that. Uh, anyway, uh, I have all my posts up there, stuff that's going on in my life, uh, shows where I'll be playing, um, and all of that feeds into the website as well. So they're kind of connected. So. You want to find out how to get that, go to Heath Bar Online and then hop on over to one of those social media outlets of choice. Um, as always, you can uh, subscribe to the podcast on uh, iTunes uh, or Apple Podcasts. And um, I'm on Spotify as well, uh, Google Play, uh, anywhere where you um, listen to your podcast, you'll find the Heath Bar. Serving them up as often as I can for you to listen to. Meeting some cool people, talking with some cool cool folks, uh, all for your listening pleasure. Uh, speaking of which, let's get to it. 
this episode I am super excited about. Um, I sat down with Mike Andrewd. Uh He's a fellow I met a couple, three years ago, I think now, um, or maybe just two years ago. Guys, hard to tell. Um, but anyway, I met him at Wayne Bay's uh, epic garage parties that he throws, uh, also known as Liz Fest, if, uh, for those of us that are aware. Uh, Wayne lives in, uh, in Whitewood. You might have, uh, you can check him out on a previous episode. Him and I chatted a lot for a while, but that's where I met Mike. Uh, Mike uh, hails to us from North Dakota, and he's, uh, he's lived up there um, all his life and uh, has spent the better part of uh, his life learning and, I would dare say, perfecting the pedal steel guitar. At, at Wayne's Garage Parties, we all get up and jam and play, and it's just a bunch of musicians and, and people that like music hanging out, and uh, it was awesome. I brought my guitar, first time I met him, and uh, he's playing the pedal. I'm sing, singing some songs, got a few other buddies up there with us, and uh, the dude's phenomenal. He's an awesome guy, awesome person to know, and just got, has an incredible story. Um, spent 45-something years uh, working on the oil rigs and, and uh, just got into some, you know, started playing music and being in bands and he was at a really really young age uh, and connected it just clicked with him he, he's got a knack for it he has a he has a talent for it and a desire to keep going with it it's it's pretty awesome when you meet someone who recognizes that you never really get perfect at anything um, no matter what someone might say about you because I think he I think he nails it um, but he he came down for the Wild West Songwriters Festival which we just had um, this past weekend uh, in Deadwood, South Dakota, um, hosted by the, the Deadwood Chamber and the Deadwood Mountain Grand. And uh, he came down, was in uh, part of our local rounds that we put on, uh, of the local and regional artists that are not from Nashville. And uh, come down, sang some of his songs, of course made a ton of new fans. And uh, him and I sat down, and we had a really good chat. And I am really excited to share it with you. I could go on and on and say a bunch of things to waste more of your time, but I'm not going to do that because this is a conversation that I know a lot of you are excited for and is worth listening to. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here at the Heath Bar, give it up for Mike Andrew. Welcome to the Heath Bar, where the conversations are always on tap. Just kind of talk a little bit about who you are and what got you playing and some fun stories from your life, if that's cool with you. Sure. Yeah. Well, I I got my first guitar for Christmas when I was nine years old. Okay. Uh, prior to that, I was always drawn to music. You know, um, <laughs> probably sounds a little odd, but even on the Lawrence Welk show when I was young, I'd watch Buddy Merrill, uh-huh. you know, and I was just always drawn to it, you know, and I was, uh, this is probably going to sound a little cliche, but when I uh, was six years old and I had my records, well, I should say my brother and sister, like Buddy Holly you know, and all those, oh, yeah, and of course. All those of kind course. of things, you know, and I listened to them and I listened to them over and over. And surprisingly enough, 
I lived in a small town of Mayville, which was about 60 miles from Fargo or Fargo and Fargo-Moorhead. Okay. Well, that's where Buddy Holly was coming to. Yeah, yeah. When I was six years old, I, had, I didn't even have a guitar yet, and I was bugging my folks to take me because oh I wanted goodness. to see Buddy Holly. And I remember the next day my mother telling me, she said, you know, I didn't even know how I was going to tell you what happened. Oh, my goodness. You know, I don't think that... Good chance they wouldn't have taken me anyway, but I mean, my spark was there. From Six the years kid. old. Yeah. Jeez. And uh, I kept wanting guitars, and I don't think they took me seriously. Then, about when I was about nine, I got one. So it'll be 58 years Christmas Eve since I started. That young, like that yeah. young ago. Yeah. Six, six to nine, you fought for one and everything like that. Just, yeah. Is it just always, so it's always been music, like just yeah. learning to play and that's been. Yeah. And I, I don't know even re really exactly where it came from. Huh. I just always. Did your family had, play or anything like that? Or? Uh, my mother played piano and organ. Okay. Uh, there was music lovers. Nobody played a lot mm -hmm. you know we had a piano at the house of course and my mother taught me chords on that and sure stuff like that and uh yeah i don't know and uh i just i thought i gotta have a guitar <laughs> you know and that and i i've never stopped you know i mean yeah. it's just been a never been work or a challenge i mean of course it's been a challenge at times but i mean it uh I just I just got a love for the stuff and Do you remember yeah. what your first one was? First guitar? Silvertone. A Silvertone. Yeah, a no Silvertone, uh, a little acoustic <laughs> Silvertone with the spray on uh uh sunburst. Yeah. You know, with the stripes, you know, oh, a little white pickle. Cool. Yeah. And then my brother, who was uh, always been an electronics guy, and he was probably he was eight years older than me, so I suppose he was in his teens. Mm-hmm. And uh he used to build me little amplifiers or put a jack in an old radio. And then he bought me a little contact microphone, the kind you kind of slip sure, on the yeah. hole with that little metal clip that looked like the state of Nevada. They were that kind of shape. And we had this big old upright radio. God, I, I forget what the brand was. Crosley. Oh, Crosley. Crosley yep. Radio, okay. and somehow he rigged that up and made an amp out of it for me. You've got to be kidding no, me. No, no, and he did that for me a lot, and he built me another amp, and then uh, eventually he built me a had a squeal in it, and then uh, got electric guitar when I was about in seventh grade, Okay, which I still have it, my 57 Duo Sonic. Oh, my goodness. And I won't part with it. Yeah, this is something you got to keep, man. Yeah, and... Yeah, and I had told her that I, we started playing guitars together right away. Mm -hmm. uh, or dance someday. You know, a high school was, dance? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and... Uh, Did you get to play for a dance? Well, yeah, and finally, and oddly enough, uh, my folks divorced, and my mother remarried, and then we were moving out to Watford. Okay. And we got to play for a dance the last night I lived there. And I was not happy. I thought, finally, <laughs> we get to do a dance, and now I got to move tomorrow yeah. morning. You know, I was not pleased. I hated <laughs> I thought, yeah, I'll probably never find anybody to play with again yeah. now. You know, and, well, and uh, you spend so much time playing with certain people. Yeah. You get good, from, good enough for you it. Know, and and if we... 
I, I can't recall the night exactly, but uh, we probably, if we knew 10 songs in the whole things, I would have been amazed. Okay. You know, I, I don't even remember what we did. You know, it was uh, just early 60s rock and roll stuff. You know, sure, sure. Which was, uh, at that age of my life, that was all. It was sure. rock and roll stuff. I mean, did I, you have like a, a, a favorite, like, group of bands? I'm sure there's not oh one. Gosh, but. there were so many back there. You know, of course, you know, here come the Beatles later. Right, of course, right. so who doesn't have that influence? And, uh, but uh, I don't know. I like different things. I even remember like you know watching Johnny Cash, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, his guitar player, and anything that had a guitar. Another guy I used to watch was uh, the Collins kids oh Larry sure and Lori collins yeah and i used to see the him on when he was a little kid on tv shows with his <sighs> double neck you know and i thought i envy this kid <laughs> you know, i want his guitar and were you, you know? living in north dakota still at the yeah. time so yeah. you were kind of born and raised up there then. Yes. okay yep. gotcha yeah those i remember the first time i saw the double neck i was like hmm that looks beyond anything i could even understand you know. and now it's like, oh it's just that was too much it, weight. Yeah, it's just too heavy, you know. Like it's, I mean, I could play it, but it's just too well, heavy. My shoulder you know? will hurt tomorrow. I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I played in a, a, a church band for a while, and they didn't have a bass player or guitarist, so I played both, and I had both strung around my neck, the bass low, the guitar high, and depending on the song, I would switch, and I was like, this is this is dumb. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing this at all. Excuse me. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um yeah, I, so man, that's that's early. Like I didn't I didn't start until I was in my teens. So that's this has been yeah. your life basically. Yeah. And, I mean, it shows because you know you hear you play and it's like this guy, this guy's been playing for a while. Yeah, well, thank you, <laughs> appreciate that. And then we moved out to Watford, and uh, you know it was really odd. Um, I had a. Good friend, great friend. I don't. Know, I think you've heard me talk about Jimmy Christensen. I've heard the name. And yeah, he was yeah. a uh, steel player that did well for a lot of years. And uh, I'd moved to Watford. I don't know if I'd been there maybe around a week or something. Didn't really know anybody, you mm-hmm. know. And I'm standing in the hall, and this kid taps me on the shoulder, and uh, he said, "Are you the new kid?" And I said, "Oh yeah, huh?" He said, "I heard you play guitar." And I said, well, yeah, I do. And he said, well, I play too. He said, you want to get together after school? And I said, sure. Of course. <laughs> so we go over to his place and uh, pick up his, oh, he had one of those, uh, uh, I forget the model, so black silver tone double pickup with the Bigsby. Uh, uh, they're sought after now anyway. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. And a little silver tone amp, and we hiked it up to the house. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, I all, the only thing I li- liked was rock and roll. Yeah. And we got up to the house, went down my room and plugged stuff in and started, me- and he started playing country stuff. Uh-oh. And I kind of went, mm, no. That's <laughs> not what no. I do. And I told him in this, we laughed about this for years, you know, and I said, I looked at him, I said, you got to get that stuff out of your head, <laughs> you know. So, years go by, 
in comes the steel guitar into our life. Sure. And oddly enough, and then me and Jimmy, well, back then, we started a band with three other guys. We had that in high school. Mm-hmm. band we called the Sabres. Uh, you know, just did the Beatles, Paul Revere and the Raiders, the Animals. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that whole era. Of course, of stuff, yeah, you know, absolutely. Pretty standard. Then, uh, gosh, I don't know, must have been about a, I don't know how old I was, a sophomore, maybe a junior. And a friend of mine, an older friend of mine, had gone off to college, and he come back, and he said, Andrew, I got a guy you got to hear. And I said, who's that? And he said, Bob Dylan. Hmm. Well, and it was new to me. And it was was Bob new, fairly new still? Or? Yeah, it was kind of about the time he was, okay. you know, mid-60s, 66, 67. Okay, I don't sure. remember. Yeah, you know, I don't yeah. know. No, who, I mean, who hasn't been influenced by him? Oh. I almost hate to say it. It's so damn cliche. You know? Well, I don't know who but, who couldn't be anymore. He's yeah. so prevalent in everything that happened, you know? And uh, and he said, and so I went I went over there, and he uh, put that album on, and I just sat there, and I was just, <laughs> I thought, this, this is a phenomenal. Yeah. You know, and it just knocked me over you know and well so what do we do i never play i didn't play any really any more rock and roll much after that i got more into the folk style sure you know and the more you got into dylan you more you know you learn about other people's influences and Mm -hmm. it actually takes you back in history yeah you know, you know, and here come, you know, Lightning Hopkins and all these blues players and stuff that he liked, you know, and all of a sudden you're you're discovering stuff he knew a long time ago. Yeah. You know, it's you funny how go, that happens. You go back and always like, how did I miss this? Stuff? Yeah, that's a good you know? way to I hadn't thought of it that way. Like when you find a new artist, you almost find like a portal in yeah, time you, to you find a portal back. And yeah. You go like. Well, what influenced him? And then you go back in this history and you hear uh, all this stuff in the past that you go, wow. You know, <laughs> what was I doing? Thought, Where was I? These guys are good. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, it's just amazing. And, uh, you know, and I just kind of kept on that way. And, of course, then I had to go get a harmonica holder and play harmonica, yep. and, you know, and do your best rendition of the times are changing or don't think twice. <laughs> right. You know, everybody had to try and be a Dylan at some point. There's certain songs people are going to request and you got to learn them. Yeah. That's, that's how it works, man. Yeah. So anyway, and uh, anyway, I got married really young. I was 20. I had mm-hmm. a son by the time I was 22. So I kind of didn't do anything for a lot of years other than just playing at home. Sure. You know, and that was, uh, and then about, uh, <laughs> this is a dark spot in my musical history. <laughs> There's always there a few. Was a, there was a local band, you know, a family band, you know, and they did country, older time country and polkas, wallet, waltzes, sure. shoddishes. Well, they needed a drummer. So they came up to me and asked me if I'd be interested in drumming. And I was working full-time at that time, and then I'd work at a gas station after working on weekends to 
try and make a little extra. Okay. You know, like yeah, the guy absolutely. does. Absolutely. And I thought, you know, I can make more money drumming Friday and Saturday night than working for this ass that I'm working <laughs> for. You know, he was a tyrant. Which is you the know, case usually, uh, you, know? you know. And I thought, you know, you're not paying me that much. I don't have to take this all this crap. Yeah. So anyway, I, I told him, yeah. Because, you know, I monkeyed with drums, you know, and I could do a little... Enough to keep the train beat and go from there? Yeah, probably not even that good. Okay, okay. Didn't do too many rolls. I don't... You know, and I thought... I never thought of myself being a drummer, you know, and... Uh, How old were you around this time? Probably 20... God, 23. Okay. Something so like that. Early 20s Mike, the drummer. Yeah. Interesting, Well, I did man. that, but I wanted to drum and make some money so I could buy a pedal steel. Ah, uh, That okay. was my purpose. Hey, well, however you get to a pedal steel, yeah. it's, it's an ends justifies the means type of thing, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, I bought one of those in 1970. I bought a double neck fender, mm -hmm. eight string, no pedal. Absolutely mint. Ugh. But I didn't know what to do with it. You yeah. know, and this is 1970, so I tuned it to a chord, and I, I held just a flat pick and strummed it across and slid the bar up and... I thought, well, I can't get any minors out of this damn thing, <laughs> you know. So I tuned the other neck, so I had one. Yeah. And I don't even remember. And I finally, I'd give up, and I'd put it under the bed, and then I'd drag it out. Well, then my friend Jimmy, who I talked about earlier, mm -hmm. was in college in Fargo. And he came back, and he said, well, I bought a steel, too. This is the same kid from eighth grade when I moved there, you know, um, Jimmy Christensen. Okay. And, uh, I said, well, how the hell does that work? So he had it set up, and he said, well, okay, here's the basic grips. He said, play three, four, and five, and push down pedal two, and you go from a one to a four. Okay. You know, so he said, here's E, open, push it down, you got A, mm -hmm. and, of course, up two frets, you got a B. Right. And then he said, then you can go up to the seventh fret, it your B, put the pedals back down, and you're back at an E again. So I kind of went, ching, 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 I said, now this makes more sense. <laughs> you know, you can do something with this. Yeah. So that's why I went to drumming. And uh, I bought a little single neck MSA, three pedals, one knee lever. It was not a good guitar. 500 bucks, you know, and it wasn't a good guitar. Was it enough to learn on? Enough or? to learn. Okay, but enough not enough learn. to really... Less. MSA is a good company, but this this was a really, really cheapy thing. Gotcha. So within a year, that was done. I thought, I need more than this. Then I bought a double-neck Showbud, old Pro 3, uh, the e ninth and C6, uh, eight-floor pedals, four knee levers. Jeez. I bought that in 76. And with this band I was drumming with, I finally... I had started bringing my steel along, mm -hmm. and they and I'd get off the drums and play steel, and then I'd go back to drumming, and then another couple songs, you know, I might go play steel again. Well, I think they recognized where my heart. Was. Oh, of course, it's well, you know, yeah. and uh, the guitar player, man, he's uh, he passed away a few years ago, unfortunately, by named by uh, Ordine Tweeden, and. Kind of looked at me one night, and he said, you know, he said, I think we ought to just kind of go without a drummer, and you just play that thing all the time. I fine. 
you know, and they don't twist my arm, man. You know, like, bless their hearts. You know, they had to, they had, they had to put up with some bad steel playing. Oh man! You know, and that's where, but that's where I cut my teeth. You know, sure. was doing that, and uh, they were always gracious enough to let me keep doing it. You know, and. Uh, well, you got to start somewhere, and yeah. someone's got to be willing to let you let yep. you start, you know. And yep. that's the thing, like, you know, you're gonna screw up when you first start oh, yeah. anything, oh, you know. Oh, and <laughs> finding people that are willing yeah. to just let you do that—that's yeah. rare, man. Yeah, that's cool. It is. That's so, really cool. You know, those are the type of people you always owe a lot to. A mm -hmm. lot of times, you don't see it. Yeah. Till later on, and you look back at it, and it means a lot more. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought, man, I bet I really played some crap back. Oh, uh, that thing, you know. And every now and then, a video will surface of stuff I've I played oh. years ago, and it's like, oh god, why? I kind of hate that we live in an era where everything's recorded. Do you know what I mean? And because get, uh, <laughs> here come my first night. I I had learned steel guitar rag. Okay. And I worked on it, and I worked on it, and I, here comes the night where I think I've got it together enough to do it publicly. Uh huh. And I get really nervous sometimes. I still do. <laughs> oh, really? But unfortunately, and I've gotten where I can control it, I used to start to shake. I mean, I'd get so huh. nervous, my hands would, you know, when I was, and it just, just was, feel all the eyes looking oh, at you. Man, I'll tell you, I'd start going to pieces. So <laughs> I had a little bit of anxiety about doing that song. And the worst thing you can be is a steel player with a volume pedal with a nervous twitch in your right oh, foot. Oh, I believe it, yeah. And I started trying to play it, and it was going... My foot was going up and down on the volume pedal. You know, it was like this horrible... And I... Probably if it was thirty seconds to a minute, I had to shut it down. I oh mean, I, man! And I thought, oh boy, uh, yeah, I was so like, oh, I don't think anybody else really even gave a damn, you know. But man, I was devastated. I just it took me a long time to. Do you think it was one of those things that only you noticed, or did everyone notice and no one just? I eh. just think it was my anticipation. <laughs> Gotcha. Everybody was knowing how bad this was going, you know. I mean, it's... Well, I find out... It's like, like the old thing, you know, you can screw up a song, but for God's sakes, don't let it stop. Right. You got to keep going. <laughs> uh, I've when got, it stops. Uh, yep. Everyone knows. It has happened. I've got a friend of mine that will do that. He will start a song, and if he, if he messes up anything, he just stops the song. And it's like, dude... Yeah, and he's playing in you know loud bars. No one's listening anyway. It's like no one even noticed, man. Just yeah. keep going. Yeah, but I, I learned early on that just finish the song, Daggy, yeah. and then you know the next time you play it, you won't make that mistake. You know, and no one's gonna even know that you made it anyway. But yeah, that's oh, and I used to be, and I still do this. I don't. I don't know if I've, I've told a few people. I grade myself. I've always done it every time I get done playing. Mm -hmm. And I mean it's not it's not a weird thing. It's just go I just analyze my evening. And Is it like you have like a sheet that you follow? Is no, no, okay. and I'll okay. just think, uh, how'd you do tonight, Mike? Hmm. Really? I mean, for what you would think you should be eh, 
Yeah, I might give that one a C. Hmm. You know, and and it, I just it's just being honest with myself. Sure. And I've given myself some Fs. Really? Oh, See, yeah. I'm trying to picture what, oh, I, what, yeah. I, what even a C from, there was from one you looks New like. New Year's Eve. I was going to give myself an F, and I thought, it's New Year's Eve. You can't get an F on New Year's <laughs> Eve. So I upgraded to a D. You, you know? rounded the curve a little bit, like, I'm just going to do <laughs> yeah. that. And, no, I passed. I and passed. It's just, uh, you know, and I don't beat my, I'll be honest with myself about it. Mm-hmm. I don't beat myself up for doing bad, mm-hmm. and I don't overpraise myself if I, you know, there's times I've given myself an A, and there's times I've given myself an F, and yeah, I'd rate that one about a C minus. Do you know, find that you know, like grading yourself that way? Does it has it helped you like critique yourself? Because I think that's one of the hardest things to do yeah, as an artist it does, is very much look so. back and how did I actually do? Because yeah. One, everyone's their own worst, worst critic, you know. And two, if you don't have like a a set thing you want to great, like you said, grade yourself on, it's it's hard to even know where to start. Yeah, you know, did has that like just as you started to do that, um, did you how quickly did you notice like imp- improvements or did you even at all? Is do you uh, still get do you still give yourself Fs? You know, fifty plus years later. Oh hell yes, really. <laughs> So you never really perfect the instrument, is what you're telling me. No, you don't. You you don't. Both if you ever get to thinking you got it perfected, you better quit. (laughs) You better just stop. You know. But I mean, well, especially uh, the pedal, man. You know, it's really not to tear myself down or build myself up. I just want. But the thing I do like about it, I know when I'm slacking. Hmm. You know that. You know how. you know, my God, there's some nights I've sat down and played steel, and it's all automatic. Sure. You know, and I'm really not paying much attention. Yeah. You know, you're just kind of doing your most because you can get kind of caught up in that, mm-hmm. playing that way, you know. And uh, so I, I don't know where I was really kind of going with that, but uh, it, well, just, uh, yeah. it just keeps me factual. I guess. Huh. Yeah. I don't know what else. How to like? I'm going to be graded it. on this later. I better pay attention yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, and it, you know, and it keeps me motivated because, and then I'll look. I think you think you could sit down and practice and learn something new, Mike. Ah, uh, sure. You know, you've been riding, riding on what you know for on the carpet for quite a while now. Sure. Been yeah. Doing the same old licks, doing the same old crap. But it's you know, easy to do, yeah, you know, and, you know and you're doing it. if it sounds good it, and people eat it up, you know, you it's know, easy to just stop, you know. It's just, I had a friend say one time, it's old TOI, he said, or time on instrument. Yeah. You know, and uh, and I used to uh, fall apart, like if I made a mistake when I was younger, uh, ruined my whole night. Really? I just couldn't shake it. I mean, if I did one little bad steel part, I'd go, oh, what have I done? You know, and I would shake it. And it actually, I did not learn how to do things right, probably in my 40s, before I thought, you know, why don't you enjoy the learning process rather than beating yourself up over it? Why don't you enjoy the journey a little more? You know, you don't have to anticipate. I need to get way up here or I'm not happy. Hmm. How about how about enjoying the slow walk up the hill, Mike, yeah. rather than just going for dynamite? 
Yeah, and finding I guess yeah, and seeing like how good am I right now? What can yeah. I enjoy doing with my level of quality at this moment? That's yeah. a yeah, that's I don't do that. And I only got better at that after I quit drinking. Ah, okay. <laughs> that's when things turn for me. M- mu- musicians and alcohol, man. Yeah. It's a thing. And oh, yeah. The yeah, more it, and uh, more I look at them together, I'm like, I don't know if they're a good pair, you know? No, well, <laughs> you know, I don't oppose it at all, but I personally, I haven't drank for 23 years. Wow. You know, and yeah. uh, that stuff can sneak in on you. You know, I mean, when you're playing all the time and you, I mean, I was in a band and it was every weekend, you know, yeah. and uh, and all of a sudden you, you lose track of what you're doing. You, you know, it gets to be more about the whoop-de-doo party life right. than, than what you're, and I quit. And somewhere in that first year, I felt like I got back to it for what I really loved it for. Mm. You know, it was just it was just doing it. And fortunately, I played with some really good guys up in Williston in a band, really good players. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wasn't too sure how I was going to handle playing in a bar and not drinking. I thought, this is going to be a new experience. Yeah. You know, and I, I even made the statement, I either learned how to do it without it or I start doing it again. I thought, because I'm not quitting playing for nothing. Sure, sure. Fortunately, it worked out for me. And uh, and I had been in that band for a few years, and then that year came. And at the end of that year, and we had played at this bar in Williston, and uh, one guy, a guitar player, came and said, uh, Mike, we want to talk to you. And I thought, uh-oh, this don't sound good. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, we all got together and we want to talk to you. And I said, okay. I thought, geez, they pissed at me about something here. What's happening? And he said, well, we all took a vote. He said, and we decided the most improved player this last year is you. And they said, whatever the hell you're doing, please keep it up. Check that out. And I just, (laughs) oh, man, I'm getting goosebumps now. Huh. You know, and that that meant so much to me. Sure. You know, because I mean, it was like ah. And he said, you know, he's, and the guitar player said, I've kind of watched you struggle, trying to get up to that next high, next level. Yeah. He said, and I've seen. He said, and all of a sudden this last year, he said, it's just like you took a slow float right across the top of it. Did you notice that, or was this no? So okay. No, I didn't. You know, huh. I was still uh, kind of feel comfortable in my skin at yeah. that time with it, you know. And uh, I thought, what a compliment to get from friends and good players you like. Yeah, you that's know? awesome. And I just, you know, and that's, and my whole attitude and the improvement came much better. Without sure. sitting there, you know, cussing at yourself and calling yourself every name in the book because you can't get <laughs> something learned. Like, you know, you get, just Dumb put it ass. down and walk you know, away, and like, I'm yeah. never picking this up again. I'm yeah. horrible. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, it's odd. When I'd try and learn licks on steel, I'd sit there, and I found the good thing. Get up and walk away. Sure. Go walk away for 10 minutes, relax a little bit, and I don't know how many times that's – I go sit down, and I go, there it is. There it is. I sat here for two hours prior – Trying to force this on me. It's but. easy to when you're like in the thick of it to yep. just get overwhelmed. Like there's a few, a few licks I've tried, and 
I find I've I found the same thing. As soon as I like walk away, sometimes yeah. it's a day. Like I just yep. I'm gonna put it down for a day. I'll try in the morning, you know, and <laughs> all of a sudden, oh, it's like your muscles and memories happen overnight. You're like, oh, there we go. Okay, but yeah, it. So I've I've been playing. I, I got my first guitar when I was 16. So way at, way like 10 years after you were interested in it. Um, but uh, I nothing really took off for me until about 10 years ago when I just really kind of dove into it. And even now I'm like, you can tell, like there's a I don't have a lot of time to really get into it just because I, you know I got a job I got a kids you know and it's yeah. funny how that happens you know so I'm waiting for the day that I get to retire like yourself and just get to spend all day on the guitar you <laughs> the know it sucks is you gotta be old yeah I know you know I know but yeah. I don't know it's yeah now I, I'm getting to the point at this age of that why am I even worried about this at this point you well know, it's it's good to but, still have something to strive for oh, you yeah. know it's yeah, it you know is. like it hey is. you know this is I still have goals. I still have things that I want to do, you know, and it, that never really ends, you know. And yeah, I about ran myself to death trying to be a full-time job. You try to be a husband. You try and be a father. You try and be a musician. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a weekends. Yeah, you know, I'd get home one, two o'clock. Get up at six. Yep. Go to work. Work all day. Go back. Do it the next night. Mm -hmm. You know, and. Uh, you never realize how tired you're getting because you're driven. Yeah. You know, and uh, and then here comes Sunday, and you're so fried and shot <laughs> that you can't even function dying, around man. the house. You know, I mean, and, uh, you know, so there's, there's downsides to it, too. You know, I can look yeah. back on it now and, you know, maybe I shouldn't have played. I could have played a little less, mm -hmm. you know, and maybe been... A little not so wore out on Sunday once in a while. You yeah. Know, but, uh, you know, that's life. That's just, I mean, that's you how know. it works. It's funny. Like, I don't know. I've, I've felt the same thing a lot. And and this year, not not so much in terms of that, because I haven't played as many gigs as I usually do. But it's because, I you know, just we just had a kid and, mm -hmm. you know, things at work are going well. And so it's just, it's just how it happens, you know. But... I look back and I'm, and when I was doing all of that, just go 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 go, and I'm like, how in the world did I do that? Because now it seems impossible. Like there's no way I could do <laughs> yeah, all of that right now. No. Like how in the world did I do all of that? I don't. I was hoping you'd have the answer, but I sure no, don't. Man. No, I look back at it now in the years I did that in the late nights and driving home. Uh, I was pretty lucky. Only one time in all those years I fell asleep and went in the ditch. Oh, oof. And uh, <laughs> I woke up and there's weeds flying by the window and I don't know where the highway is, you know. <laughs> and man, I, I must have had somebody with me that night because the only place I could have gone off that road with no approaches was where I went. Oh. You know, I mean, I, I look back at that night and I thought... Somebody was riding shotgun yeah. on that one. Oh, jeez. You know, but that's uh, about the only time I, <laughs> you know, of course, them, them days, you know, you, you drove home probably not in the best of shape No, quite a few times. Yeah. Well, and you this know, would have been, what, what decade would this have been? Like 
uh, or decades. Seventies you know? to end of the sure. later nineties, all through there. Well, I'd say ninety six. And, and that was back in the day when, like, I, I grew up in a small town. Yeah. You know, if, if you got pulled over, like, they just yeah, give you a ride home. home. You know, yeah. hey, you're going straight home, or they'll follow you home, or whatever the case may yeah, be. You know, exactly. they'd give you a ride or anything, and. And see, that's not the case anymore, man. No, nope. like they no, are. No, it isn't. There is zero tolerance for it, which yeah. has its has its pros. It has its, you know. It I don't, does. I, don't, it I mean, does. I don't want to say cons. Cons isn't the right word for it, but it, you know, there are. I don't know. You talk about good old days, and everybody thinks they they've lived in the good old days. You know, oh it's yeah, just, definitely. Every generation has them, but I. Uh, yeah, that was something I learned. I learned early on, and the nice thing is, I for a long time I lived. You know, blocks away from where I played most of the time, so I could just walk home, get get all my gear in the morning. You know, and just leave it there overnight. But <laughs> yeah. it's uh, but uh, that goes back that goes back to the alcohol and music type thing. You know, because I've I've noticed lately, like I maybe have one or two, uh, you know, beers, and that's about it for the night. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, I'm just I want to I don't want to wake up hurting in the morning. I turned I turned 36 in January. And somewhere in the last five to six years, my head started to pound in the mornings, man. <laughs> it's like my metabolism went, and I'm done. You know? When it starts taking two days, <laughs> right? there's a warning signal. Oh, it's like, okay, oh. I got to rethink the things I choose to put in my body yeah. at gigs, man. Uh, well, mm-hmm. even, I mean, like, you know, Wayne's party, you know, that's where yeah. we met. You know, Wayne's yeah. garage there in, in Whitewood. Liz Fest. He's yep, done Fest. three or four of them. I, don't, I can't remember now, but, um, you know, the first one I did that, you know, I that was, you know, three, four years ago. And I was, I had a really good time, you know. I remember <laughs> laying in the yard in the out back, just watching the stars, like, oof. And this last time I was there, I think I had one, you know, two maybe. I, I might have been two, but um, that was, I was just like, I just, I, I got to, I don't want to hurt, you know. But 20, 23 years since you had your last one, you said? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, you you still remember what hangovers are like, though. Oh, That's yeah. something you never yeah, forget. I, was I don't ever want one again. <laughs> I hate them. Okay. Uh, you're, you're, the, you're what I have to strive to be at some point, Mike. Like, okay. I'm going to uh, get yeah. to that point where well, it's like, I, yeah. Well, I was 43 when the bell rang. Uh, so you got, you got time. Don't worry okay. about it. Don't okay. worry about it. Well, uh, so when... One of the things that, in, like I, the, the pedal steel is by far, I think one of the, the most beautiful instrument in. I don't know, want to say, you know, instrument history, but by far in modern music. Like the, I don't, do you know the origins of it or anything like that, or is that something you really ever got into, yeah, or just? Yeah, it came back, you know, from, uh, you know, like the Hawaiian. Ah, uh, of course, thing and all yeah, that, I knew you know, that. Of course, and then they they made the, you know, the lap steels, yep, and stuff like that, and then the stand up ones, and then somewhere I don't know, you know, the exact details, but then uh, I've heard the story that the first song that, and somebody people started hooking pedals up to things just to get to change something. And yeah, I think the song yeah. was slowly. That it was ever first recorded on. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent on sure. that, but that, and then it just progressed, and there was all these uh, guys through 
Uh, I could name you a bunch from way back in the 50s into the 60s, you know, and uh, tremendous players. Yeah. You know, you know, of course, everybody's heard Buddy Emmons, you know, Curly Chalker, Red Rhodes. Uh, there's Doug Jernigan and uh, Lloyd Green, bunch of others, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and I, uh, I don't know, I just kind of started paying attention to a lot of them, you know, and things they did. Bought a lot of albums of theirs and listened to them, and and uh, went to the International Steel Guitar Convention twice. International was it? It was in St. Louis, Missouri. Okay, okay. Yeah. And boy, they the top dogs were there. Oh I man! Mean, uh, the first time we went, Jimmy Christensen, who I talked to, had kept on playing steel. He had gone to Ardmore, Oklahoma, to Hank Thompson's School of Country Music. Okay, I went to school there. Then he came back. Uh, to Watford for a little bit, and then he went to Powell, Wyoming, to his brothers, and he met up with a band uh, that I've told Sawmill Creek. Okay, and tremendous. Oh, I think I told you once. You ought to look it up and listen to it. Yeah, and, and Jimmy, Jimmy Steele playing. Uh, I owe him a lot of credit for helping me too. You know, yeah. stuff and. Uh, so here you got two, two steel players out of Watford City, you know, and we never had a competition bone between us. Mm-hmm. We always shared things. We Even when he was gone, we kept up on the phone, and Jimmy's playing, me working and not putting the time in it like he did. Him, he did it for his life, and his playing just excelled. Sure. You know, I mean, I'd uh, I'd go, damn, man. This is incredible. Yeah. You know, and uh, they made about three albums. And then there's, you know, all that goes. You get a band together and eventually you're going to have trouble. And he quit and went out to L.A. and played out there and wasn't real happy with the whole scene out there. It was kind of the start of the line dancing thing. Oh, okay. You know, the yeah. tush pushy crap and all this that went on, <laughs> all the dances. Tush pushy crap? Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the, the dance <laughs> names. Right. You know, and I thought, for God's sakes, are we going to have to live through country disco now? Uh, I thought, I, I lived through disco. <laughs> Don't expect me to do this shit again. You have to cross genres you know, to make more money, uh, man. That's how all that oh, works. Oh, God, I just went, please, God, don't let this happen. <laughs> you know, don't do it. Oh, jeez. And he hated it because people would come up and ask, other than a song, they'd ask for a type of dance. You know. Uh, really? Yeah. He said, well, can you play this style of a dancing? Shit, what the song was. Right, yeah. And he was just beside himself. <sighs> and then he was, uh, he had played somewhere in up in Orange County, and he was driving back, and he drove back home, and that's the night, and he was sitting on his couch writing the whys and whys nots of moving to Nashville. Yeah. He said, then the earthquake hit. That was when they had that big one out there. Oh, yeah. And he uh, ran, he had a wife and daughter, ran in. He said they said they were on the bed riding like it was a big wave, you know, and he thought, That's it. well, I don't need to make any more. Why, why not? So, uh, and he moved out to Nashville, 
he got to do so many cool things. There's demo tapes of him with uh, doing demos with Cheryl Crow. No oh, man, you know before anybody knew who yeah who she was. Sure. You know, and uh, he had one out of uh, Jackson Hole. I've got. I'm going to draw a blank. The guy Skinner guy. Uh, oh, Gary Rosington. Yeah. Okay. okay. He's got a tape of him and Gary Rosington and Jackson Hole. Doing a you bunch of jazz stuff. You gotta be stuff. kidding me! No, no, that's no. awesome. And, uh, that's really anyway, cool. he met all these people, did all these things. Well, then uh, I don't know if he'd been there. He was, you know, going to re, um, tryouts for things and wasn't mm-hmm. having luck. Well, all of a sudden, somebody that knew him and he wound up. Uh, he played for Laurie White for about two. Holy years. cow! Oh yeah. Yeah, he was. That's a, a name I haven't heard in a while, man. Yeah, of course, wow. Laurie just passed away yeah. in the last several years. Yeah, and he played with her for two or three years. You know, wow. And had uh, nothing but good things to say about her, that she was just a great person to work Lori for. Lori White, man. Yeah. Corruptless. And then he uh, left that. That ended, and then he wound up with Michael Peterson for several years and then uh shane minor was the guy's name he played with anyway and that all stopped his health got bad for various reasons and Mm -hmm. uh, he moved back to watford and uh he couldn't do a lot but i thought so we've got this acoustic band me and you've met kelly yep me and kelly gene veter and another guy we got playing bass and uh, anyway, Jimmy come back, and uh, I said, why don't you play Steel with us? Uh, and he needs something to do. And, you know, he'd gotten a little shaky from uh, stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, anyway, and uh, so he jumped in and started playing Steel with us and stuff. But his uh, he got real sick uh, a little over a year ago. And... Uh, uh, he got some toxicity from uh, a medication thing and mm-hmm. it affected his cerebellum and stuff and mm. his speech is bad and he can't walk real good and he's in a, actually in a home now in Dickinson hmm. for a while. So I get down and see him every chance I get. You know, sure. I, you know, he's been a good friend since I was 13 and he was 12. Man, oh, when man. When we met and we, you know, we kept on this whole journey together the whole time, you know, and... Uh, He's just a wonderful guy. Well, and I'm assuming you're the only two pedal players from North Dakota. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I had one guy tell me one night I was playing, he said, Mike Andrew, best steel guitar player in western North Dakota since Jimmy Christensen <laughs> left town. <laughs> that's great. That's I said, great. You know, whether you know it or not, I said, that's a compliment. That's, you that's know. a compliment and probably true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I remember, um, so the first time we met, it had to have been three years ago, because I think I yeah. missed last year's, because um, I was playing in a band, um, uh, and my buddy played the pedal, and that was the one thing he wanted to learn, and he's a younger dude, I think he's, well, younger, he's my age, I think he's a mm-hmm. few years younger than me, but uh, um, he uh, he said, well, you know, there's, there's you can find a, a guitarist or a dime a dozen, you know, bass players are five cents to a die, you know, I mean, you can just find them everywhere, you know, and drummers get a little iffy, but he didn't want to have to haul drums around all over the place, so he said, well, I'm going to learn the pedal, 
and he did. And so we toured, we played the pedal. He played the pedal, and I played the acoustic. And we had a little duo that we played in that. And so that's so that took me from just listening to music with a pedal in it to actually getting to perform with it on stage and see how someone plays it. And I tell you, man, I it just blows me away. It, it's I, I don't think I have the capacity to do that many things at once. That's why I can't play the drums either. I just there's just too many things. But you have uh, you know the the knee bends and the pedals on the on yeah. your foot, and then I just yeah. it it's, just it, it all becomes automatic, and you don't really think. Oh, I'm sure it does. You know, yeah, but it's got to be. It's one of those instruments where if you don't have time to invest in it. Don't even start. No, you know no, that that I would agree with. Like yeah. you get you. I mean, I would imagine you're looking at hours a day. Oh yeah, minimum. You know, so much of it, and anybody will tell you, is right hand technique. Yeah, it's the picking hand. Mm. You know, in uh, you know, pick blocking, palm blocking. You know, where you kind of go yeah, like this. You know, and stuff, and the pick blocking stuff and all that, and. You know, I got to play with weird fingers because I cut this one off. Why'd you do that, Mike? <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to. <laughs> Actually, the first Well, night, it seemed like a good idea at the time. No, six days before I got married, what? I cut my finger You're off. You're kidding me. Yeah, I, was, I went to work in the oil field on workover rig, you know, and I told my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, I don't care what happens. I just don't want to cut any fingers off. Oh, my goodness. You, know, you jinxed yourself, man. Jinxed it. <laughs> and I went home that night. I had to go in and I won't go into bed. They had to saw the top part sure. that was left and clean that up. And and I had this big bandage, and I thought, that's my finger-picking finger. You know, well, the pointer's pretty important. Yeah. You know, and I thought, well, how is this one going to do this now? Oh man! So I'm sitting at home with this bandage on, going. I thought, well, oh. I'm going to have to figure out how how these are going to work independently, you know. And I finally got to where it worked. But I use my pinky. If I'm not using finger picks, I'll use my pinky on the high string a lot. Okay. You know, and sometimes rather than doing what these did, I'll do it with these three. You know, dad, did it, you know, it just, is the pinky normally not used? Not a lot of times. I think okay. people do, but a sure. lot of times. But I think I use it more than a lot of people. Sure. Do, you know, man. For, but, having to know, retrain your hand, man. That's. Oh, I was bummed. So not only did you learn how to play it, you then learned it again with different yeah. fingers. Jeez, yeah. man. Yeah. So I, I never <laughs> got to play steel with that finger ever. When huh. I started out, I had to play this man. way. Man. But it's. Uh, just the lack of independent moving, not to make excuses, but it's sometimes it's you know the the speed has been a bit of a challenge sure, to sure. really try and knock it up to where I'd like it to be, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, but I'm more I'm more of a melodic. Well, I'm kind of a sentimental old melodic yeah, guy see. when it comes to I play other stuff, but when I can play slow ballads, yeah behind somebody and just hit some power chords and maybe a little harmonic one in there. I, I just love doing that. See, that's when I think the the pedal really guts people and songs yeah. like that when they hear it and they, oh my gosh. When especially when you're not expecting it to come into a song and then yeah. it then it shows up. It's yeah. like, oh my goodness. Oh I, yeah. I, Here's 
I fell in love instantly. Absolutely instantly. And there's, it's surprising to me how many people, um, cause for a while there, the pedal steel kind of took a dive and oh, nobody does. wanted it, you oh, know? Oh yeah. And it yeah. seems to be just coming back, yeah. which makes me wonder why in the world would anybody say, yeah, oh, that instrument's dead. It's, it's always been pigeonholed as a country instrument. I got a buddy that doesn't you know, play country and he plays with, he yeah. uses a pedal and you it know, sounds now it's great. It's kind of gotten me more, you know, I think it's probably because it's where it was introduced. Yeah. You know, but I mean, you can get guys, you hear all this jazz stuff, you know, like Emmons did a lot of it and a lot of people and they uh, play the jazzy type stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it, it's, it's fallen out of favor. It, it goes in cycles. Everybody wants one <laughs> and then they don't. Right. And then they do, and then they don't. You know, it's yeah. always gone like that. It's just like, you know, there was a while there, no, we can't have that because it'll sound too country. Mm. You know, and... Uh, to which you'd say, what's wrong with that? Or like, Yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, it depends on what you're going for. About it, you know, they yeah. just... Uh, hell, I hated them when I first heard them. Really? Oh, yes. No you know, kidding. When I, was, when I was in high school... Uh, my mother and my stepdad, they'd put on these country albums. And I'd go like, oh, good God, here we go again with this whiny crap. Is you it know? just because it was your stepdad and you didn't like him? Or is it just kind of this? they'd say, listen to the steel guitar on this. And he'd say, and I'd no. Say, that twangy thing, <laughs> you know, the twang drove me nuts. Oh, How the amazing. hell I ever wound up here is absolutely beyond me. You know, they say the emotions of hate and love are very close together, well, that man. that must be <laughs> it, because all of a sudden, then here comes the Burrito Brothers. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Neil Young's using some, and all of a sudden I'm going, whoa! You know, some of the old Graham Parsons stuff. You yeah, know, and yeah. All, uh, you know, uh, New Riders of the Purple Sage and what have you, and all this stuff's and I went, oh, oh, you know, and it just, uh, I thought, yeah. I, you know, and I had that start on one, and that's about, you know, when the inspiration came in was about 74, 75, that, you know, that I, I want one. So this wasn't a love at first sight. This was it slowly no, lured no, you it, into it its just, embrace. Uh, and... All of a sudden, well, I had an interest, like I said, when I bought that double neck fender yeah. I told you about. I was just out of high school. Okay. The summer after I graduated, something about them intrigued me, but, you know, then all the other stuff I mentioned before of uh, Jimmy getting the one and all this, and all that time from like 70 to 75, I started hearing other things. There, that's what I want. Mm. That's what I want. That. <laughs> You know, how do I get that? Yeah. You know, and then here comes Jimmy with the one, and uh, that overtook me. You know, nobody even knew I played guitar. Huh. Finally. First, that's all I did. They thought I was a guitar player. Well, then I played steel all the time in bands, you know, after I started and I kept on. and You know, but I always kept playing acoustic at home, trying sure. to write stuff. Yeah. I, it was a... A love I always had was playing acoustic guitar. Well, and you write great songs with it, man. <laughs> God, they're so good. Anyway, okay, the band stuff and the steel stuff, and then we start Lonesome Willie, you know, the acoustic, of which I was playing acoustic guitar and dobro in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
And all of a sudden, people are like, oh, well, we didn't know you played guitar. <laughs> I said, you couldn't be kidding me. <laughs> you know. How long so we now I did that enough, and then all of a sudden, I dig my steel out and play it. Oh, you play steel too? Oh, my goodness. They all go like, yeah, yeah, I do. You know, it's just like, yeah, I've done all both of them for years. Yeah. You know. And man. <laughs> Jeez, man. You know, I was thinking, I was kind of wondering how you've ever done some of your best insults you've ever got <laughs> from people. Right. I love these stories, right. you know. Right. And, uh, not to be the guy that's all of a sudden taking over the thing here but no it's good i'd like to hear your versions because i've got a couple that just kill me of of insults insults that people have said about me yeah while you're playing oh gosh you know? oh man so <laughs> i've i've had a few my favorite one is wow that was that was surprisingly good oh. <laughs> it's like thanks i oh. i don't know what or if like especially if i'm if i'm playing at like a, a small dive bar that i've never played at before in some small town and i i walk i'm sitting setting up and people come in to eat dinner or that and they're they see there's going to be music and they're like oh god you know because there's there's two types of people that go out they ones that just want to have a good time and those that are you know, going out to eat at dinner or something like that, and they they just want a quiet conversation. They don't want loud, crazy music going on. So then, you can just see them looking at me, and they're like, "Oh boy!" And then they come up at the end of the gig, like, "Hey, man, that was that was surprisingly enjoyable. We uh, we really were a little worried when we saw a band setting up. You know, that this was going to be one of those nights where we we're going to have to scream at each other to have a conversation." <laughs> and like. I, I mean, my job is to sound good for you guys, you know. so you have an enjoyable night. So why would you be surprised that? I mean, <laughs> I shouldn't say that because there's a lot of people that don't think like that, and they just get up there and wail, and you know. But those are my; those are the ones I get the most. Yeah. I get the most of, and uh, um, there was a. I don't know. I got. Uh, I'm trying to think of when it was. It would have been. The one I get lately, and I don't think this is a, a diss, but and I don't think I know it's not meant that way, but it's the uh um man, you've really improved. <laughs> okay, so when was I bad? <laughs> which which it, it, I mean it it's one of those it's one of those things that it 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 it's good because you want to improve, you know? And it's it's yeah. especially when it comes from someone you respect. It's like we, like you were talking about earlier with with your band and that like most improved you know player. It's one of those things where you, hey, uh, I respect them and they are noticing growth in me. Yeah. So, so that's good. It's the other people that don't play music that yeah. come up to me that I've been seeing me play for years and go, man, you've really improved. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's those ones. Yeah. And I I get those. Often, <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, and I, yeah, I, I you know, end. people I haven't seen in like six years, you know, from when it, versus from when I first started playing, they walk into a bar, you know, I'm still playing six, and like, man, you sound way different than you did back then. Like, well, <laughs> well, hopefully, you know, yeah, like that's how yeah. it's supposed to work. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you gotta, you gotta tell me uh, some some tales. Uh, you can call it tales oh. from the road or some fun. Some fun stories oh from you, Mike's that, that life. Can be, that can be incriminating as hell. <laughs> I mean, you can you yeah. can just share some that you're not worried about. But I mean, I well, I gotta hear some. We, used to, we had a band called Southfire. Southfire. Yep. Okay. 
and uh, it was me, a guy named John Burning, great guitar player, mm-hmm. Mick Soyseth, who replaced Carl Huffman, and then we had a drummer named Clyde Norris. And we used to go up to Noonan. It's way just about to the Canadian border. Okay. And they had a lot of coal mining, strip coal mining going up around Estevan, Saskatchewan at the time. Mm-hmm. And booze was cheaper on this side of the line. Of so, course. And these Canadians would come down in droves to this bar. Mm-hmm. And it was absolutely insane. I mean, first song, dance floor full, places hopping. Jeez. You know, just the kind you like. Yeah. You know, other than when it got to be quarter to 12, it went empty because they all had to get cr- across the border before midnight. Oh, okay. So you'd get to do the last set to maybe a few people. Sure. You know, but <laughs> anyway, cross, this is a little dinky town, little dinky little whistle stop place, and it's it's got another bar, and it had this old hotel upstairs that was kind of in a half circle of rooms. Okay. But it had been condemned for years. I mean, uh, you know, the plaster and the sheetrock's falling off the walls, and anyway, and... Uh, <laughs> Well, this is where we got to stay. And all there was was them old bed springs, you know, them old square metal ones. Oh, sure. With the springs on them. Well, we had to put sleeping bags on them. Oh, geez. You know, there was our our home for the weekend. Well, he said, well, there's another guy there. He said, but, you know, you don't need to worry about him, some other guy. Well, we get there and we bring in our stuff. Well, somebody looks on the table and here's these parole papers. The guy's on parole for murder. Oh, my goodness. And we're going like... You don't have to worry Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we all look at each other like, this, guy, this guy's on parole for murder. You know, well, well, we better not piss him off. Oh, my goodness. Well, he had this big... We were kind of looking around. We found rooms, you know, and threw our stuff in there, and there was this statue, probably, I don't know, two, two and a half feet tall. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Big ceramic thing, kind of a green thing. And it's two big, burly, muscly Greek guys. And the other one's holding the other one upside down over his shoulder. Oh, my goodness. You know, it's got a little creepy feel to it, you know. We're kind of going, eh, what about this? Well, we got done playing that night. We went to a party. I don't know what time we got back to mm-hmm. that room, but it was early in the morning. And I got tired. I said, I got to go to bed. And all of a sudden, I wake up, and John is sitting on the floor by my bed laughing and laughing. And he said, the statue. He said, the statue. And I said, what are you talking about? He says, Carl broke it. Oh, my God. And I said, what? You know, it belonged to this dude. You know, I thought, he's not going to like this. <laughs> he's not going to like it at all. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so we all, we're all out in the living room. We thought, screw you, Carl. We're telling him you broke it. <laughs> We're pointing at you if he gets pissed, you know. This is Every your, man for himself. <laughs> we're not getting in this. This is your deal. Oh, well, geez. he picked it up, and he was looking at it, and he went to throw it on the couch. He said, I don't like this thing. And he threw it, and it bounced off the couch, hits the floor, and breaks. Oh, my goodness. And, and we're going, this guy's going to kill us. He's not going to be happy. And he, we finally got back there to clean up before we had to play Saturday night, and he was there. He kind of comes walking out, and he stands there and says, yeah. He says, you guys uh, broke my statue. 
I kind of like that thing. Oh, gosh. And we're kind of going, oh. <laughs> he just turned around, walked off, never said another word about it, you know. But yeah. we thought, yeah, well, I wouldn't want to relive that oh, night anymore, dude. you know. But uh, That's, a, oh, my God. <laughs> we, we were talking when you were talking about the insults. Yeah. Years and years ago, I had a, another band, early 80s, and there was a state line club uh, west of Williston we played at. And the place was, I mean, it, it was a rowdy place. There mm-hmm. was always fights and all kinds of crap going on all the time. And sure. We got, got up to play one night, and one of those nights you think, this is going to be good. Dance floor is all full. You know, people still danced back then. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it was, and I seen this drunk guy standing at the back of the door, back of the dance floor with a you know, can of beer in his hand. He's kind of doing the bob and weave, you know. And I could see him staring at us, at me, especially. And, he, and all of a sudden, he's trying to get up to the stage. Uh-huh. And he's weaving in and out of people dancing, you know. And I'm kind of watching. I thought, what's on this guy's mind? Something's yeah. coming here. And all of a sudden, he finally, and I, I bet it took him five minutes. You know, to get from the back up yeah, to you. Yeah. <laughs> up and down, <laughs> snaking around. And I thought, well, what's this guy's niche? Yeah. And he comes walking up there. He's got one hand in his pocket, and he's got his beer, and he kind of takes a drink, and he says, you know, you guys really aren't that good. These people just don't have anywhere else to oh, go. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That was worth the five-minute trek from the yeah, back. Yeah, you know, and I had watched him, and I said, you know, you put such an effort into coming up here to insult me. And and he wasn't even antagonistic about it. He was just, you know, I just got to come and let you know. Oh, I my goodness. And I started laughing. I said, I think that's the best insult I've ever had. I said, I'm going to find you in the first break, and I'm going to buy you a beer. He said, okay. He turns around. Oh, my gosh. Walks off, you know. That's amazing. I, oh, jeez. I'm going to I'm gonna use that line next time we're at Wayne's Garage yeah. on some random person. They're going to what is he talking about? <laughs> They're going to think I'm super rude. <laughs> oh, I don't think I've ever had a better one than that. I couldn't oh, even man, get mad that's at great. the guy. You know, I mean, I that's just thought, funny. you put so much effort into yep. this, and I thought... And he wasn't even mad or being mean. He just, just needed you to know. Yeah, you know, I just had to let you know this. You know, I thought, well, thank you for enlightening me. Appreciate yeah. that, sir. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, God. I had one guy I got in the same place that I played with that I did not get along with. You know, he always did himself lots of favors with uh, the money and other things. Sure. And what you took home on the weekend for all the relatives and uh. charging it to the band and he got all PO'd at me one night. We haven't even finished one set, and me and him got into it. And we're both st- we're about ready to start punching. I mean, this was going bad. And anyway, and he looked at the other guys, and I said, "The hell with you!" I said, "I'm done." I went and talked to the owner, and she didn't like him either. Mm-hmm. And I said, "I can't do this." I mm-hmm. said, I'm, "I'm leaving." She said, "That's fine with us." So I go up and tell him, "I'm done. I'm out of here." And he looks, and he said, I'm a professional. He said, I don't need you. And I said, well, that's just fine with me. <laughs> you know, and he said, and he looks at the other guys, we'll just keep playing without him. And they said, oh, the hell with you. We're going with Mike. 
That was it. That's amazing. You know, and, and the owner was so nice to me. She said, I don't blame you. I've had nothing but trouble with you. Yeah. You know, and all People that. get like that, man. Yeah. So it was uh, one guy, me and three other friends, Bill Falcon, another good friend of mine, and uh, a guy, uh, Mick Soyseth again, and a fiddle player, monster, monster player, Jim Ed Hodges. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jim's, uh, he used to play around Williston with us, colorful guy. And uh, anyway, and he left Williston. He went to uh, St. Louis. Best band name I ever heard, the Well Hungarians. The... <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, the Well Hungarians. Well he, Hungarians. Yeah, that was oh, his band. That's, and then he, uh, I wish I was that clever, man. That's he, good. And this guy is so good. I mean, if I... We always said, if we could have a tenth of his brain, the sure. rest of us would be happy. I mean, Jeez. he can... Uh, he's just extremely good. And uh, anyway, then he left. He went to Nashville for a while. He actually played with... Got on as a backup player for Blake Shelton for a little while, but he got fired for getting in a fight with the bass player. Hmm. <laughs> and then I think, I can't remember if he went back to St. Louis, and then he went down to North or South Carolina, and there was kind of like a, a show thing down there he kind of belonged to, and then he went back to Nashville, and he's been playing with a guy named Craig Morgan for quite a while. I mean, he's got to play the Opry and all kinds That's of stuff. That's awesome. You know. That's awesome. But, uh, yeah. And, uh, That's the thing about music, man. It, it, like, it, like, it either makes you better or, like, the other guy, it makes you worse where you all of a sudden get an ego and, you yeah. know, think you've got all this talent and talent isn't born and doesn't grow on an island, man. Like, you've yeah. got to have people around you that that in inspire you and, and, and you know, exactly. keep you going in that. So I, anyway, that's, that's cool. Those four guys that night, we were talking about the insults and we did a little deal in a bar in Williston. And it's one of those nights we just, why in the hell didn't we record this night? Mm. You know, one of those that yeah. just happened, you know, they don't come around all that much, yep. but you got those, those magical nights yeah. where, Anyway, and Jim was playing fiddle. Bill was doing guitar and upright bass, and, and Mick was playing bass. I was playing guitar. And we were playing slower stuff, you know. I mean, and it, we were just called, you know, you kind of just raise your hands up in the air, and you think, what, you, what, show, what showed up here? Right, right. <laughs> you know, and it's just going so good, you know, and everything's, you know. Just one of those nights that just happened where you don't even know why, but you're really glad when they do. Yeah. Anyway, we and but it was all kind of slower and stuff. And here again <laughs> comes another drunk guy, same type of deal. Oh my goodness! And he's got his can of beers and he kind of walks up and he says, "You know, all sad and I really like what you guys are doing, but." He says, could you pick it up a little bit? I don't want to fall in my beer can. <laughs> I, thought, I don't want to fall in my... We're going to make you so sad you're going to fall oh in your beer gosh. can. It gives a whole God. new meaning to you. There's oh, a I tear in my beer, line. man. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, don't make me fall in my beer can. You know, he was getting so sad. So. Oh my goodness, uh, that's never been the case when I've heard you play, man. And I've, uh, you know, gotten getting to play with you at Wayne's a few times and playing a few songs together is super highlight of the night. And even just in as I, you know, meet cool and talented people you know around here and that so i i don't think you've ever wanted once to make me fall in my beer can so <laughs> that's never been the well, case you guys, you guys have done the same <laughs> for me you know wayne you know i played with him a little bit up in watford uh not a whole lot but he used to come into the legion when we had a little jam play a little sure. bit with us when he left and i kind of lost kind of contact with him you know and uh Anyway, and then he started telling me about this thing that you guys do, you know, this. And he said, you got to come down and meet these people. Yeah. He says, you'll, you'll fit right in with them. Yeah. And, you know, and finally, three years, I said, yeah. I said, oh, yeah, I'll do that. I said, I'll come down for that. And I can't thank you guys enough for, oh, being, dude. for being so accepting of me. I mean, uh, you and Chris and Wayne and uh, Jason. Yeah. Ah, dude, we're I happy to have the you, first man. Night with him, I went. I like this guy <laughs> he's, already. He's pretty solid, yeah, dude. Yeah, he's very solid. Yeah, yeah he's, I, I love his plan. I, I owe a lot of what I do to to a lot of him in the early stages of when I started. So yeah, there's just those people that you feel like you you can kind of meld with easy. Yeah, yeah. You know, you you kind of find people like that. It seemed like the. The guy I mentioned earlier, John Burning, mm -hmm. that I played with for years, and this guy has got a touch. You know, I mean, you know, he could play my rig and make it sound good on sure. my guitar, you because know, I played some of that too. And uh, what is it with you? And that <laughs> guy, we always said, Burning can mix a band better off stage than a sound man can setting. He just had these ears, mm. you know, one of those type of people. Yeah. And he could mix things, you know, when you didn't have a sound guy. I mean, who the hell could afford one back then? Right, you know, yeah. He just did it that way. And But his guitar playing, but you'd hit those nights, which I don't know if everybody else probably used, you know, we just kind of talk like we hit the bubble. Yeah. You know, you get that. And the thing I... And I always liked, I uh, always told some people, I said, I always kind of like being the worst player in the band, you know, because they draw you up. Yeah, they do. You know, I mean, they give you something to aspire to. Yep. You know, and I think we've all been probably in stuff to where it hasn't been that way. Not to make it sound like you're bragging, but when you probably know what you're doing a little better than the others. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you stop. You do. You can't. It I, stops. Yeah, you That's absolutely do. That's not to be rude, and I don't no, mean to be mean. It's but just different levels of where people yeah, are at in their know, journey. Like you know, said in a band, you ain't gonna go past your weakest point. Right. You know, yep. and uh, you know, so I always liked the fact that when I felt like I was a little lacking of the other people, because I thought, you know, you're, you know, they draw you up. Yeah, you know, something to shoot do. for. Yeah, something to shoot but, for. It's but cool. you guys have been so good to me down here, and. Gosh, I mean, I I go back home and I tell everybody about this stuff. I thought, you guys have to go down and hear these guys. Yeah, there's good that's cool. stuff going on down there. That's cool, man. You we know, appreciate that very much. <laughs> you know, and uh, and in the same respect, there's a lot of guys. Uh, Bismarck's got a really good feel. Mm -hmm. 
two of the younger kids there that I played with, uh, there's a guy named uh, Adam Taylor, Levi Miller, uh, Nick Hockett, younger guys. Starting to get some growth up there, huh? And yeah, cool. you know, and they're probably getting 30s, close to it. But, sure. You know, they'll do a lot of bluegrassy style, you know, like, you know, a little trampled by turtles type stuff. Oh, yeah. And, uh-huh. uh, things of that nature. And uh, I like the feel they have. Mm-hmm. And uh, I get a kick out of it because here in this last summer, Mike, will you come and play this? These two jobs, one, they had a country fest thing I played at, and then we did another street dance thing. And, uh, you know, and they're young, good players and great taste, mm-hmm. you know, in what they do. Sure. And, and I like that. I thought, yes. That's cool. You know, it's... It's nice the when that happens. The are still hanging yeah. there. Maybe a little dressed up, but they're still there. Yeah, music's not going anywhere anytime soon, yeah. man. It's yeah. people always find it. Yeah. Mike, this has been great. Thanks it's been for wonderful. I enjoyed it. Thanks for hanging at the Heath Bar, and uh, <laughs> we'll. Uh, this isn't an actual place. So. <laughs> it's 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 not, but it's audio. Audio it is. So uh, one day it will be though. I'm building one. It's gonna it's gonna happen. We'll get you back and we'll have we'll have we sitting around a bar, man. But anyway, this was fun. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. That's Mike Andrew, folks. If you haven't gotten the chance to hear his stuff, uh, I definitely recommend find out if you can hunt down a garage he might be playing in and go listen to him. You can also hear one of his songs on Spotify, uh, Georgiana. Uh, check it out. It's top quality songwriting. No other way to describe it. Uh, anyway, if you want to get in touch with me, uh, you can shoot me an email, heath at heathbaronline.com, or hit me up on Twitter at Heath Johnson. That's it, folks. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Talk to you next time.